in an effort to find out what happens to my bag of rubbish and what the greater challenges are with all the waste we are producing, I thought I'd come down and see what happens at Wellie's last remaining landfill, the Southern Landfill. Darren Hoskins is the operations manager down here, so I guess he really sees what is happening at the tip face and can help us understand what we could be doing better. Hi Darren, welcome to B-Side Stories for Access Radio. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, and <laughs> glad you're here today. Yeah, beautiful day for it. That was a great hoon around in your truck, I must say. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, indeed, at the 30k uh, site speed limit, of course, yeah, yeah. It definitely was. So you've got a pretty cool job, and you seem pretty happy about it, but what does the landfill operations manager get to do in a day? Um, well, shivers, it's a m- number of uh, things really. It's, uh, it's uh, first and foremost just making sure that the site's um, um, ready for business and um, set up and everything's um, going well. Um, we've got a resource consent with what conditions we've got to apply to, comply to, sorry. So, um, yeah, really just um, making sure the operations are um, you know, uh, up and running and um, customer service is a, is a thing we um, take. Um, seriously for the site and so we've a number of things we've got to do in order to um, keep everybody safe and uh, happy. Uh, then we've got um, the composting side of things, so there's operations on that and um, there's the um, planning of around uh, that sort of um, area as well and the recycling shop and the Weybridge um, and then obviously the tip face operations and the transfer station. So. Uh, and then we also look after the closed landfills around the city, so there's about 30 of those we've got to monitor every week. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fairly busy, yeah. Darren, how long have you been doing this for? I started at the landfill 21 years ago, so um, progressively worked up from, uh, first of all, working on the gear and then uh, operating the machinery and then um, starting to look after the operations. So, um, yeah, 21 years 21 now. years is huge to be working at your local landfill. Yeah, yeah. So it can't be for everybody. What do you love about it? Wow, just, it's, it's so many different things going on on the site and it's changed a lot in those years you know there was um, 21 years ago we were just pushing everything to a big hole and um, and now it's all about diversion and uh, waste minimisation and uh, of course health, health and safety so it's um, operations have changed um, a lot uh, and there's a lot going on so it's a really exciting to, uh, site to be involved with and, um, and be involved in so many things so we're doing a large number of diversion on site um, and also with the operations we're doing it's, it's, it's really interesting so yeah. Know, it. yeah it's good. Definitely well it is just on what we've seen charging around and I couldn't start to go over everything but is it true that the landfills around the country are filling up? Uh, yes, yeah, that's for sure. Yep. So there's um, there's a number of diversions that are happening around the area, which are decreasing the um, the waste levels going to landfills. Yep. Um, and so, but yes, certainly in, in the Auckland, there's there's I think oh, nearly a million tonnes a year goes into landfill. So it's um, yeah, there's a lot of waste around the place. And, and here we're about seventy thousand tonnes, and there's two other landfills in the region, and they're um, around the same sort of um, volume. So. So for you know the, the larger Wellington region, I guess there's um, around about 210,000 um, tonnes still going to landfill each year. So. Wow, wow, that's huge. So if we were talking like a rugby fields, like could because that kind of helps. You know, I know that it's on weight, so it's quite different. But what could that look like in a year? Do you reckon? Um, shivers, yeah. Well, I know <laughs> in Auckland um, alone, it's it's a rugby field a week. If you um, oh, and that's, that's going about voice. 20 metres high, as high as the goalposts. Or 
scored, sorry, yeah, as high as the goalpost it was in the, the size of a football field a week in compacted rubbish here. Oh my gosh. So obviously there's a bit of a problem with a rugby field a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And luckily we've, we've, unfortunately land and there's still spaces available in, in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, not many, but um, and we're still at a large capacity here in the landfill here with, a, with an expected 100 years, estimated 100 years capacity still left in the landfill. So definitely the largest one in, in the country by capacity. Wow. Um, but we don't uh, hope we won't be actually getting to that sort of um, yeah. area where gasification or some other smarter technology will be around in about 25 years' time, I think, and, um, as it already is in other parts of the world and working fine, anaerobic digestion or gasification. So. Um, we're just so can you just explain to us aerobic digestion yeah, anaerobic and gasification? Digestion is, is, <laughs> these are two technologies around at the moment, which are, um, other countries are actually, um, all, their, all their waste is going into one of these um, plants. And right. A gasification plant, for example, is um, it's, it's, it's incineration and, yeah. and high level, like, much like pyrolysis, but it actually um, it just basically burns the waste and all the, um, the gases that are produced from that are actually um, scrubbed out and, and, it, and it emits um, a clean air to atmosphere. And wow. So, and that energy that's taken out of those gases and put into a biofuel or, or whatever they want to actually make out of it, the end product, byproduct, is actually used to generate its own electricity. So these plants take a little bit of capital money. Yeah. Well, a little mean. I'm, I'm sure a little would yeah, be. Yeah, probably to do our waste here at the landfill around about thirty million dollars to set up a capital and, and plant doing that material. Um, but then it's um, it pays for itself and and the fact that it's um, it generates enough. Um, revenue in the offset of energy to actually pay for its operations and maintenance each year so okay. I think that's the way of the future gasification certainly and anaerobic digestion um, depending on the feedstocks and, and the needs and the, and the end byproducts you're actually looking to make so but those technologies will be evident in the country I think in about 20 years time so right. I think committing to big landfill spaces and volumes to fill them up is, um, is pretty short-sightedness so it's um, we really just want to do piece by piece as we need to go yeah. um, with the volumes available also, yeah. Wow, that's that's um, quite exciting actually, knowing that that technology is out there. So the council does have a, a plan, have they got a plan that for waste or zero waste for Wellington? Sure, yep, yep, there's, um, there's a zero waste policy in a number of years, not too sure what it exactly is for, but look the waste minimisation and, or the regional waste minimisation and minimisation plan um, really targets um, the, each council to drill down into the, what's going into the landfills, what's divertible yep. and how we can do this um, regionally and, and so we're not just working on our own trying to um, right. minimise the waste going into the landfill. But collectively we're all looking at it. What do you see on a daily basis that we could do better on? Um, I guess uh, one of the main issues, it's not really um, for us, but the, the, the sharps and the recycling, I know that um, you know, the recycling's great and people are really good at it and there's a few offenders out there which um, get um, uh, found out and, uh, and sorted out, but it's just right. the sharps still going into the, into the recycling is probably one of the main things with, yeah. the, with the recycling So stream. when you say sharps, is that like cut the, glass? Oh, diabetes um, needles and things oh, like okay. that. Yeah, cut glass, right. being, I guess, a bit, um, you know, when that's going into the waste. I mean, the general waste that's going into the landfill here is um, the stuff that's going to the tip face isn't too much of an issue. It's, um, we, there's no um, recycling of that um, smaller material that goes on at the tip face, but it's uh, 
transfer station, there's, there is a, a couple of recycling efforts going on up there. So I guess um, diversion prior to bringing it into the landfill. I think the landfill is just the last resort for things that need to be buried. So yeah. if we can get that into the mine frame and, and things that are reusable, our paper glass plastics, can be in the scrap metals can also be dropped off at the recycling centre prior to the landfill, so you don't have to pay for any of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, reusable items um, they get dropped off at the um, the shop here at the landfill. An example: second treasure shop will take anything that's reusable, suitable for someone else, and then that's um, it, it's, it's sold, and um, and the money's from that all go into uh, further waste minimisation um, efforts on site here. So. Right, and you were saying that the site is all self-funded, is yeah, that yep. right? Yeah, so there's, yep, there's, it's, it's, it's polluter pays pretty much, so there's no rates funding to this business unit wow. that runs the landfills that's yep. um, open and closed, so, and so it's it's really, we've just, um, we get by with our own money that's come, obviously the revenue that comes from the landfill, but we've got to strategically place that into, into future landfilling um, as we progress further up and also uh, the aftercare, looking after the landfills once they're closed. Right. So, and also um, and everything on that goes around it at the same time and then the recycling, so that's all funded through the um, through the landfill, yeah. Yeah, and so just it's amazing what is around all these little, which I didn't know as I said because my boyfriend is the one that has to do all the rubbish dropping off, but I'm amazed yeah. at all the, the spots, so you've got whiteware, um, paint, yeah, um, yeah, metal yeah. recycling. Yeah, look, we divert anything and everything we possibly can. So that's yep. um, it's, it takes a lot of resources to do that, but that's what we're sort of um, trying to trying to do um, efficiently and safely on site is to recover and divert as much as possible. So yeah, that's all the white wheel, the fridges to get degassed, the scrap metals, wow. the paints. Um, paper glass, plastics, um, it's, and the reusable items, of course, for the shop, which is in turn is great. So for the you community. have someone pulling those out if yeah, they see sure. something that's sellable, yeah, that's out it comes it. and down to down to the treasure shop. That's right. It's in their <laughs> job description, so they can't. Uh, so you have yeah. to have a good eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. And look, it's it's you know that's it's, it's the fun part of it. It's not and it's not for personal gain. It's there's nothing you know. It's it's simply to to go into the shop and that shop revenue then goes back into waste minimisation activities on site. So it's all it's all just gets better and better. Yeah. So how many employees are down here, including the treasure shop? Um, I think Waste Operations uh, employs about 19 staff yep. um, and that looks after a whole range of areas from business admin support through to um, the management and the recycling shop and the Weybridges and, um, and contract management. Um, and then we've got a couple of contractors on site um, doing the dewatering of the sludge. And the, um, that's poos, ladies and yes, gentlemen, that's, isn't that's it? That yep. <laughs> <laughs> so and um, and then we've got a contractor HG Leach on site, and he's probably got about uh, twelve or thirteen staff doing the transfer station and tip face operations, and uh, we've also got a compost operator, which is um, again council. So great, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a serious little business in our in our waste, isn't sure. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And just a question about hazardous stuff. Like, how do you treat that, and what impact does it have on the land around us? Um, so all our hazardous waste is um, uh, done in accordance with the MFE um, guidelines for hazardous waste. Our domestic quantities of hazardous waste all get um, put into the appropriate areas um, for paints, solvents, petrols, flammables, yeah. herbicides, pesticides, oils, etc. And wow. then diverted from site from there. So council, or the landfill actually, um, 
um, subsidises the uh, disposal cost for hazardous waste, domestic volumes of it. Commercial quantities um, we defer to with the areas that we sort of um, um, recycle the material through, but um, yeah, so subsidised um, domestic quantities uh, and the other area, things like um, asbestos or contaminated soils or such are done by application and permit um, type scenarios where um, we then uh, pre-approve any loads, uh, right. larger loads that come into the landfill. We know when they're coming in and uh, we can deal with them appropriately at the time. Right. And you were saying there's a stream that comes through here. Sure. Yeah, we've got a beautiful stream up the back of the landfill. Yep. 1.4 kilometres extends um, past the landfill foot extent. Um, and it's a beautiful native gully up the back there yeah. and we want to try and preserve as much as we can. That stream's very clean at the top, it contributes into the Ophira Bay stream and it's probably the cleanest stream in the area that um, feeds into it? there. Oh, wow. and so we, and we, we, we monitor upwards of the landfill and also downwards of the landfill just to make sure that we're not in, um, making any, any contaminating any waterways or, or yeah. making any adverse uh, conditions to the environment here. Nice work. And so what part of um, the southern landfill, what, what part of the process are you most proud of or what do you, you enjoy the most? Well, I think it's actually, um, it's overall, it's, I know that we're, um, we've got best efforts going up here and we're running a, a very efficient uh, operation, a safe operation. Yep. And it's, um, we you know, pride ourselves on the customer service that goes on, on in this area. We get more compliments than we do complaints. That's uh, probably the only <laughs> That's area. pretty good. Stop your boasting now, yeah, Darren. And, so, and the compost operation is dear to me as well, as we started that about right. 15 years ago. And, um, and that's yes, another name of Capital Compost and still going strong. And, um, and that's uh, an area I really want to develop and, and grow in the future as well. And, um, and yeah, the diversion that's going on these days is, is magnificent. So if we can um, continue on on the volumes we're uh, diverting at the moment and increase on that, well, then it's, um, it's all the better for the landfill, yeah. Yeah, totally. Also, is there a resource here that you see being wasted that you think there is an opportunity in? I'm not um, trying to scout. Yes, <laughs> I'd say sewerage sludge is our, probably our, our next big thing with um, diverting that from the landfill. It was diverted for a number of years and we were composting that and yep. then that contact came to an end. So, yeah, there's still 17,000 tonnes of sewerage sludge a year that goes into the landfill, which is uh, can be beneficially used, whether it be into a, into a biofuel or into a soil conditioner or, or what have you. There's certainly a, a lot of, or you can just heat dry it and, and it reduces it down to to next to nothing. So there's, um, yeah. there's something smart we need to be doing with our uh, with the sewerage sludge, and that's also inhibiting us from diverting too much more uh, waste from the landfill because we've actually got to have a four to one rubbish to sludge ratio. Uh, to be able to uh, maximise the stability in the landfill and therefore, uh, and it's part of the resource consent condition and so um, until we actually start um, taking that sludge out of the landfill yeah. we can't start really reducing, reducing any yeah. further large amounts of uh, waste going into the landfill because so, we actually need it to bulk it out. Yeah. Sewage so sewerage sludge and, and yeah, definitely that's the, um, the one going forward and um, and just increasing on the on the waste minimisation activities and um, in, in food waste composting um, with a new investor operation hopefully in a number of years to come. Great. So, yeah. so if you had a chance to say anything to Wellingtonians just about what they could do better or what you, what you see could be a bit of a money saver for them or just something you feel like they need to know. Uh, look, I think the Wellingtonians <laughs> are very, very um, user-friendly um, users of the landfill, we run a good operation and, and the customers have, um, 
are really fantastic with sorting the, the, the materials out. Oh, so cool. look, if you can pre-sort the stuff out and drop as much off at the recycling centre in the shop um, prior to coming in the landfill, it's going to save you money and minimise the waste going into the landfill. And um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Buy lots of compost for your garden and, uh, <laughs> and, and the whole side will be happy. Yeah. Sounds good. Is, One yeah. personal question, what do you love about Wellington? Um, the landfill where I work, it's been many, many hours, and the uh, Harry Vale where I live, so it's uh, two magnificent places, so I'm pretty lucky really.